we we put things on the schedule and we try to like we write blog posts about it we do videos about it we tell everybody what i've learned is that people don't nobody read reads. <laughs> nobody reads I, I i would i i wish that i could say that i was any different like i i read the stuff that i wrote but like <laughs> other than that and then I immediately forgot about it. I barely <laughs> read what I wrote. But let me just say that. I barely read what I wrote. Um, let's just get going. This is the Agile Uprising podcast. Um, I am Chris Merman. I am joined by people smarter and uh, more compassionate than me, uh, Sarah Baca and Claudia Orozco-Gomez. Hi, ladies. Hi. (laughs) I am glad that uh, we're talking, uh, A, because I get to see your faces, uh, not that anybody else can see that, Um, but uh, we're going to talk about Agile 2023. The cool part about Agile 2023 is that it wasn't just in one location, it was in two locations at the exact same time, and I have an attendee from both uh, both uh, places. So um, Claudia went to the Edinburgh. Uh, is that am I saying that proper? It's not Edinburgh, right? Or am you I? Ask me. I I know that you're not supposed to say the G H. So Edinburgh. I would say Edinburgh, but Ed- I'm not sure that that's right either. You probably still said it better than I did. I, <laughs> they don't teach us how to pronounce uh, things in Texas. Uh, and Sarah was in Orlando with me. I uh, I would love to say that within the first five minutes of Sarah arriving that I saw her there and ran to her across the field and was like, ah, but it was like <laughs> Wednesday. Like, <laughs> <We're a little laughs> there's, there's so many people there that, and you as much as, as compact as parts of the conference are, it is very spread out the rest of the time. And if you're not, if you just don't happen to be walking through the same buffet line for lunch, like right. you just ain't going to see each other. I mean, is that, is that yeah. fair? Yeah. Okay. So completely so, different in Edinburgh then, because I think we, there were about 200 people. Oh, nice. So it was like so family. It, very, it did. It felt like family. Like I had a table and I had I had a table with people that were my home base. It was really nice, actually, because I kind of had that new kid on the block feeling when you first get there and you're like, oh, God, who do I know? Who do I know? <laughs> Where is there a friendly face? So was this the first opportunity, Claudia, that you had to attend an Agile Alliance event? Had you been to any before? It was. No, I never. I kept okay. on telling people this was I, my first. I, I know um, you've done some smaller, conference. like, one-day things, right? But nothing associated with the Alliance. No. Oh. No, I even got I even got my membership for it. Wow. A discount. That's <laughs> good. That's good. I, I, I I'm sh- the Alliance appreciates your membership. <laughs> well, I appreciate their discount. I, I, I will get a text from when this posts, I will get a text from Teresa. You didn't like you better thank her for joining the Alliance. <laughs> yes, ma'am. She <laughs> Teresa, the director of the Agile Alliance, lives like 10 minutes from me. So she's like, <laughs> I'll, ride, you if you don't. I'll ride my bike to your house and <laughs> kick your ass, Merman. <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> which will be funny because next year it's, you know, the conference is in yeah. our backyard. So um, there so, are a ton of benefits other than the conference for joining. I feel like we should say, like, I'm getting emails all the time for events that they're having. So it's worth yeah. it. Yeah, that's true. 
That's true. All right. That means emotional, we were promotional segment of the Agile Alliance as, as <laughs> we, we have <laughs> we have done our we have done our duty. Yeah. Um, uh, I will say uh, before we even get started, it, videos uh, very soon are going to be posted. So the keynotes for the main conference are going to be free. You don't have to be a member to watch those, but there are videos from the conference. If you didn't uh, get to go that if you're a member, you can watch those. I guarantee you I'm going to be doing that because half of the stuff that I wanted to go to, uh, I was otherwise occupied. So, yeah, sure. um, so Sarah, how many Agile Alliance conferences have you been to in the past? I know you've been Actually, before. I've been going for eight years. I had it come up like on one of my Google memory things. I was really surprised. It's been so long. So does that make Atlanta your first one? Um, I think it was Orlando. Maybe I've got my timeline wrong. No, I, I so I Atlanta why. was my very first one in 2016. And that's only because there, I had a lot of life events happen. That, mm-hmm. that year that have nothing to do with work. Mm-hmm. So that year is like burned into my, my <laughs> memory is that was when I started speaking. That was when I started attending like big conferences. Yeah. And so, um, but yeah, you've, you're, you're, you're just as much of a pro, if not more of a pro than I am. So how, I guess let's start with this, Sarah, give me, um, give me like, overall takes, impressions, like what, what, what stands out to you most kind of a week after the conference? So the conference is probably literally the highlight of my year. Like I love, love, love these people. They feel like my family, mm-hmm. like my chosen family. So I really look forward to it and make it a priority to go. Um, I think, feel like everybody's going to say, say this, that you talk to, but like the people are definitely the value of it. I love the sessions and the learning when you've been doing this so long, there's not that much that's new. So I really enjoyed the audacious salons and I went to a few of like regular talks. Um, but it's always the people and like the evenings after, and when I'm missing sessions because my brain cannot possibly hold another thing. And then the conversations I have during that time. Like it fills me up with light that then I feel like lasts for months and it's like yeah. slow. I wish I could bottle it up and like take little sips throughout the you know year. <laughs> and I get frustrated and pissed that people aren't listening to me and they're not doing the right thing and you know all of that and because it's just so fulfilling. I spent a week and I spent a week in Orlando and those people got it. Like why? Why, <laughs> why can't you? With, why can't I hang out with them all day? Yeah, yeah. Totally. <laughs> and the conversations are deeper, I think, because the time is so precious. You know, like there's not a bunch of small talk, at least not with the people I know. It's like, what's yeah. really going on in your life? Yeah, like, you posted about that. Year. That really hit hit home for me too, where you know you've only got a few days, so you're just going to make it worth your, worth yeah. the time. I yeah. kind of had that same feeling too. Like you have this immediate connection with people. Mm-hmm. We had a, um, I think it was Tuesday night, we hosted a social the program team hosted a social event for young professionals that were, you know, under a certain age, mm. most of them were first timers at the conference kind of a thing. So it was a chance to try to um, um, kind of give some, give some time for, you know, uh, for lack of a better way to put it, the next generation of agilists that are coming yeah. on, make them feel welcome, warm kind of a thing. And a lot of them were like, Hey, what, what do I need to know about this, this week? And a lot of the, uh, if I could have, if I could have like packaged just what you said, Sarah, and, and like, Hey, you, like, this seems like you got a ton of time. You're going to look up and it's 
like Thursday afternoon yeah. and you're like, content's about to be over and I'm saying goodbye to people tomorrow. And I didn't get a chance to sit down and do that. Um, so like being able to go deep quickly, um, yeah. which my, my sister-in-law of all people taught me that because I don't get to see my brother and his wife very often. And so when I see her, she sits down and she's like, let's, let's go through your life right now. And I'm like, yeah. okay, all right, I'm gonna get comfy yeah. here. But there, there is a, I'm, I'm joking. She doesn't put it that coldly, but uh, <laughs> it, it is, there is a skill to like, Hey, like let's do the social crap. The other 360 days of the year. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like we got, we got time to be like, so you have kids. Okay. And you have, and you have, and you have a spouse. Okay. And, and what industry do you work in? Like, yeah, that, that's not what the conference is for. The conference is like, Hey, you made a post like six months ago and are, are you okay? Yeah. Like, are like, what's like, you seemed frustrated. Did you get that resolved? That was my favorite thing of, I saw you made a post about some frustrations you have and did you get it resolved? Like, if you just say that to someone, you may have, you could have no idea what they were talking about. I guarantee you someone has done that over the past year. If you just say that, you know, obviously it's a little insensitive. So I'm just going to go up to a random person at a conference yeah. and say, hey, I saw that posted six months ago. Did you get that I, resolved? I'm just saying everybody's probably done that. <laughs> but it is an opportunity to be like, hey, did did it get better? Yeah. Or this year, a lot of my questions was, I don't know about you, Sarah, but my question, everybody was like, hey, how's the job hunt coming? Like, oh, did you yeah. get something lined up? The market's rough right now. There are a lot of people that did not have jobs that used to come to the conference and were able to get jobs and there were no jobs to get this year. Yeah. So I'm sure there were a couple people that were like, I was looking for somebody, but usually there's a job board where people say, I'm looking for this. And it was mm -hmm. empty this year. Oh, wow. So anyway. Uh, all right. So Claudia, first time, right. First time we're doing first this, timer. like give, um, Give us a, so partially this will be for those of us that hadn't, didn't even know for, again, for, for those that uh, were not aware and didn't pay attention to the 7,000 LinkedIn posts that the Agile Alliance posted. <laughs> Usually the Agile Alliance does the conference in one place every year, but because we're trying to be sensitive for things like a travel cost, travel is getting more and more expensive for people. Yeah. While this is a global conference, it's very difficult if you live in another part of the world to get there. Also, COVID and people are still like, hey, do I have to be on a, a metal tube to come to it? So we created a satellite location. I have and sustainability. Was that not the sustainability? Yes, that was also a uh, a big part of it. I was I was going to make a joke about is is riding um is riding a train uh to from from uh from france to edinburgh is that the exact same oh thing? god no no but, well i mean i could do i could go to paris and then to london and then i think you could get there by train but why would i do that to myself <laughs> touche touche so we had a satellite location what we did is we broadcast the keynotes um, to the location. You know, there, I didn't even do the broadcasts. I know there were broadcasts both ways. Yes, there were some sessions that were broadcast from Edinburgh to, to Orlando. I was in one of those rooms. It was actually really cool because if you had um, someone in the U.S. that had, a, it was almost like, they were almost like a co-presenter where um, 
Yes. She was in Orlando and she had a microphone and it almost felt like we felt like we were in the same session. And Is I that really the Vinnie appreciate Gill it. One? I'm sorry. The Vinnie Gill? Yes. That was okay. the one that oh, I. That means we were in the same workshop. Well, <laughs> talk workshop. I don't know. I, I don't know the, what I would, I don't know what I would call it. I also didn't, I, because I, I was mainly in that room to make sure that all that the AV stuff was for working. the, for the, the, the two rooms was going smoothly. I didn't stay to the very end, but it was, I, the, the, uh, I used something that she used in her session in my audacious salon session, which was the, the, um, the the word cloud about what people think of yeah. when they think of agile coaches i totally took a picture mm-hmm. of that and then stuck it in my deck to run <laughs> later because i was like hey i don't know if y'all know this but this happened in another session do y'all know this, what people say about coaches was it all horrible it wasn't yes, great what was it? it was um working <laughs> great working with other agile coaches or working with agile coaches oh the drama <laughs> yeah what do agile coaches think of other agile coaches? And it was like ego. <laughs> That's exactly that was like the Stubborn. biggest word, Cloud. But the funny thing is, I think afterwards she flipped it and she says, Well, you know, you've probably been that person to somebody else. Yeah. Oh crap. Yep. I mean, they're not wrong. <laughs> no, nope. it was good. I think it well, I don't even know how many people were in the Orlando, but in Edinburgh, there were 200 people. Um, it was just two days. So mm-hmm. it was two days and too short and great. And it felt like everyone had a seat at the table. That's lovely. So the how did the how did the the logistics like did the the place that they held it like seem to like going in out of rooms? It wasn't y'all weren't too spread out. No, 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 it was easy. great. There weren't actually that many rooms. I want to say there were like five rooms um but the place itself was on the campus of uh the university of edinburgh and the hotels were about a 30 second walk away oh nice so it was this really like this sense of community because everybody was literally there so if you were at the conference you were also staying in these hotels and i don't know i was walking walking to the conference the first day and i was like oh i don't know where i'm going hey, there's Lisa Atkins. She probably knows where she's going, <laughs> seeing how she's opening this thing up. Well, she didn't. So I followed her and we got lost together. It's <laughs> a great person to get lost with. I love that. <laughs> I love that Lisa was in, I love that Lisa was in Scotland with y'all. That's so, that's yeah. so cool. Yes. I wondered why I didn't see her this year. I guess that's why. <laughs> so she was, um, she did the keynote in Edinburgh and I actually, like I've, we were joking about this before we started recording, but I'm the nerd who takes notes and I try not to, but I can't help myself, but I'm glad I did because I do have like one of my quotes for, for the, uh, for the conference was Lisa Adkins in her uh, keynote. It says, these people are your well, this is where you come to where you need, when you need a drink. So then of course the whole room erupts in laughter because we're in Scotland and everybody's talking about whiskey, <laughs> but it does. That's what it felt like. It felt like, okay, I am, I am where I need to be. I am with my fellow community members. It really did have that feeling like small enough to be community. Yeah. I don't know if you had that feeling in Orlando. I have no idea how many people were there. 
Well, so I don't know. I'll give my answer, Sarah. I'd love to hear your opinion as well. It like the the big agile of, and again, like I'm I'm married to a, a reformed meeting planner. Like my <laughs> wife used to run conferences of like twenty thousand people. Like wow. you know, like like real conferences, like <laughs> like tens of fake ones. Tens of that. Well, I'm just saying, like, we're like, oh my gosh, this is the biggest agile conference in the world. Like, we're small potatoes to event yeah. planners. Like, we're still like this is not even even the agile at its height, like was mm-hmm. 2,500 people max. You know what I mean? Like this thinking that there was like there a Microsoft conference. conference or a AWS or one of those that's tens yeah. of thousands all over the world. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So what are we talking about for Orlando number wise? Like how many people? There were over 1300. Uh, the exact number fails me, but there were over 1300 registrants. So, um, which is about the same, if not a little more than, than last year. Um, so the um, attendance had kind of started slipping pre-COVID and mm-hmm. I, we discussed this last year, but the, you know, coming out of COVID, nobody really knew what to expect. So like the program was significantly slimmed down and now it's more about like, Hey, if this number of people is what we're going to be expecting for years to come, how do we make this, you know, it's not a big money raiser for the agile Alliance. That's another thing is that people are like, Oh, well, that's the only thing that the agile Alliance uses to make money. It's not that way anymore. So, um, uh, the margins on the conference are razor thin. Um, mostly because we're, you know, hosting an event space with that many people. There's not that many in the country. Also, we have to have an international airport. So cities like, you know, like the, it's cool. That kind of limits where you can go. Yeah. Like you just, well, maybe because it shouldn't be in the States every time. Uh, well, there are events in other parts of the the country, but I, so I don't know why Agile hosts it in, I I would love it to be on the, especially when I'm on the program team, Agile Alliance, please create this, create one in Paris, France. I will happily go there. I volunteer (laughs) in Paris to run the, I've never been there. Excuse me. Come to Toulouse. (laughs) I think you're going to run into the same problem there as you run into with, uh, why can't you? Can't you host it in a, another? There, all the all, all the blue states. There's not that many play. There's not that many event spaces in the blue states, unfortunately. Um, that with the exception of like New York and California. Uh, but we did it in San Diego. Uh, it was like 2018, I think maybe. So you know, so great. It, it rotates around. Yeah, we'll be in Dallas next year and uh, Denver the year after. So we'll have better weather. I didn't even know it was planned that far ahead. Okay. You have to be learning. You, you, you usually sign contracts three years out. Um, that was, um, all right, we're, we're getting, man, I'm going into rabbit trail. Um, <laughs> he's going uh, all organized around. Yeah. There, so going back to what you were saying, you asking Claudia about like the, the family feel of it. I feel like, um, there is a fair amount of pockets, right? Like, there are pockets of people that are hanging out in certain spaces. Like some people hang out near the agile and advice area. Some people, some people are lean coffee aholics and they just camp out in the lean coffee area and they're going to do lean coffee until the cows come home. Right. (laughs) um, There are people that are, that hop around. There are the people that 
do some work while they're there. So they're in a session, they're, they're out and kind of a thing. So it's yeah. kind of hard to like form a crew. So you just kind of have to go, whoever's here when I'm there, that's who I'm with when I'm right there. Is that, is that fair, Sarah? Yeah. I had um, people that I've known throughout the years that I got to hang out with that felt like I had the little family inside of the bigger crew. And then a lot of them brought new people, especially like Cheryl Hammond, because she had a track where she brought in a bunch of new people from the Agile and Color group, I think. And so mm-hmm. I got introduced to a lot of new people that way. It was really a fabulous mix for me of folks that I've known and loved for years and am connected with on LinkedIn or Facebook, and then meeting some new folks too. Yeah, I uh, my buddy CP is uh, part of the crew that that's that's running there. They got to be an agile and color uh, crew, kind of in conjunction with Women in Agile. Got to help put on the the event uh, on Sunday, which uh, Claudia there's for the last what nearly a decade. There's been the Sunday before Agile starts. There's a Women in Agile event. This is I think this is the first year that we've made it a Women in Agile Agile and Color event, which it's great because their 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 goals are are pretty similar, which is like, hey, can we have a seat at the table? Is yeah. that cool? Um, and we're all for it. So um, I'm 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 really I'm really proud of what that that crew is uh, is getting done. I think had I been there on the Sunday beforehand, I probably would have done the drinks thing with uh, John Barrett. <laughs> okay. <laughs> probably would would have been more my thing that's that's so that yeah there for for people that have gone before they know like I understand how the flow goes right which is you get there Sunday there's an opening reception where you get to use your your free drink ticket you stand there and you go hey 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 it's good yeah, to see you you're, you're yeah. that's basically the who's here this year that's that's how I learn who's here kind of a thing. And then people there's not a there's not a meal sponsored that night. So it's everybody spreads out and goes has yeah. dinner. Right. So there's there's dinners. That's usually the one time I can be like, we don't have to talk about work or anything like how's your, how's your mom and them. Yeah, kind of a thing. So good. And then Monday and Wednesday, there are sponsored events in the evening, like icebreakers and sponsors. You go down to the expo floor kind of a thing. Tuesday, there are usually sponsored events. And then Thursday night is the conference party. So it's like, there's something to do pretty much every night. Tuesday night can be an off night if you want it to be. Um, but it's I so didn't... hard to decide when to rest and when to go see people. Cause it's so precious to have the chance to hang out with these people you love. And also you're so exhausted. I, I feel like I had a moment. Um, I don't even know if it was the first day or second day, but I had a moment where there was just too much human contact for me and I'm a very very social introvert but at one point I was just like okay I need a moment I put on my headphones and I sat down like a hippie in the middle of the floor (laughs) (laughs) nowhere to go so where do I go where there are no human beings and there was nowhere so I just I sat down (laughs) and closed my eyes and I was the weirdo sitting down on the floor with her eyes closed and the headphones on because I needed a minute (laughs) where's a safe spot for me to lay in the fetal position yeah, can you talk to the program team about like a fetal position area, please, Chris? <laughs> and headphones and like blankies. <laughs> uh, it's like all, those, all the good spots were taken by the people that were working. You know, you talked about the people that are working. You could see them from a mile away. They've got their laptops out. They've got their headphones on. And 
You usually, um, yeah, there's, if you don't see someone, you just say, Hey, I'm feeling a little peopley. And most people I, so that's, that was another piece of advice that I gave the young professionals on Tuesday, which is like, this is a, this week is a marathon, not a sprint. Mm -hmm. Like if you think like, I, like, I just eat, like, I want to put my mouth on the fire hose. Like, right. I want, <laughs> I want all of it. Like, mm, you're going to drown. <laughs> you're going to get to Thursday and you're going <laughs> to, you're going to be like, I'm not going to the conference party because I'm so tired. No, that's not the point. Yeah. That's not the point. Plus you miss, you would have, you missed out on all the karaoke that was sang this year. So, good. Um, so uh, okay. So I don't know, Sarah, did you, did you, I guess, how did you, how do you find your, like that whole, like whoever's there, it kind of just has to apply to wherever you're standing. Cause otherwise you're just going to spend everybody all night looking for everybody. Right. There's usually a couple of people who are like people hubs that if you connect with them, they know what's going on. And so I'm not going to name names because that feels inappropriate, but like, if you know who those people are, they're like, where is everybody? And then you know, that's how it works usually for me. When I grow up, I want to be a people hub. Right. (laughs) We had a few of them, but we also had a slack for Scotland. I don't know if there was a slack for. No, it was really helpful, especially as like a newcomer, you know, it helps you get oriented and just connect to people. We get that feedback uh, at least once a year as a program team from people saying like, Hey, it'd be cool if, you know, there was a Slack that we could all use for the conference. And I, I don't necessarily know that I have a, like a ton of bad things to say about that idea. I think that my one struggle would be, all right, you're someone that you really want to talk to like somebody and drinks are had all week long someone has a couple of pops and is like, let me start DMing this person and find out mm-hmm. what they're doing to see if I can hang out with them. And all of a sudden that person feels, I don't know that, I don't even know that that would happen. I'm just like, I can just imagine that. someone going, I was getting DM'd at three in the morning from somebody wanting to meet no, me. I mean, it was, well, then I would imagine you would need to learn how to control your phone, but <laughs> there, so, okay, sure. granted it was about 200 people, but there was Slack which started before the conference. So that was part of what felt like there was a welcome, you know, mm-hmm. like there was a whole organization team in Scotland so cool. and you already knew what was happening. So I found like a travel buddy. I found, so I had somebody, I arrived at the airport and I had somebody to get from the airport to the hotel. And because I had connected to somebody else, they're like, hey, we're meeting up here to go have drinks on Sunday night. So great. I took my travel buddy and said, hey, do you want to go meet with these people to have drinks? Okay, don't know any of them. Let's go. That's awesome. That is but that's awesome. kind of what we used it for, you know, like there were the different channels and I used to use Twitter like that. And that's how I'd connect with people when I was first started going to the conferences. Yeah. Now I'm kind of afraid of Twitter with all the changes. So <laughs> it's called X. Can you please get it right now? Ugh. God, no. <laughs> yeah. So usually I would like live tweet to try and promote my friend's stuff and take pictures and promote the conference. And this time I didn't have time to do a lot, but what I did do, I did on LinkedIn. Yep. LinkedIn's I become, become Twitter during the conference. So, 
Um, I, I don't know that LinkedIn intended to do that, but that's what <laughs> it's being used for now. I, I will say uh, you, uh, you, you Europeans are far more uh, progressive and not as repressed as us uh, Americans. So maybe that's why y'all were decent to each other. Is, <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. We don't know how to, we don't know how to be decent to each other in this country. I don't know if you're no, already looking at the risk. If we open a Slack, what could happen? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know if you uh, know if you've read the news, but it's kind of how it goes. <laughs> no, it was really, really good. I I don't know, but I'm I'm curious about you both because we have a speaker and Merm. Did you speak? Yeah, he did. Like an audition salon, I think. Okay, so speaking and organizing. I have my experience as a participant, but I'm sure it's completely different as a speaker, at least for a good portion of the time. So how was it for you both this year on both ends, speaker and organizer versus just a plain old participant? This year I had a three hour workshop with one of my best friends on Tuesday. And then I also facilitated a panel on Thursday. So usually I just have to get to my session and behave and then I can kind of relax afterwards, but I made the mistake of making two commitments this year. So I had to like behave the whole time, which I was probably yeah. good, but I didn't enjoy in the moment. <laughs> like I couldn't stay out too late because I had responsibilities, you know, I had to be a grown up. <laughs> and I'm not a person who can function on like two or three hours of sleep. I'm a mess. So <laughs> yeah, that's <clears throat> The, my biggest fear of, um, the conference every year is I'm going to wake up the morning of my session and, um, my voice will be gone. Not, not because I was either the, the biggest thing I've spoken on Fridays before in previous years when we used to do the ad. So Friday we used to be for like all the leftover sessions, like, so you want to, so, so you want to get involved with the Alliance or so you want to speak at a, at the, at a conference yeah. or, and I've, I've done those types of talks before. We, we didn't do that this year. We tried to end with big like, names this year to try and get people to stay is what I made up, which I thought was a brilliant strategy. <laughs> that was our idea. I think that we were largely successful. Um, you know, I, Esther brought it strong. Je Jeff Patton was, I've, I, I will, I will take I credit I for, for Jeff one. coming, uh, cause I bugged his assistant for enough, uh, a long enough period <laughs> of a time. Said, no, 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 no. He can come. Trust me. He can trust. No, no, no. <laughs> he can make Jeff work. Can come. I promise you Jeff can come. I promise you he can come. So he, she was amazing. Jeff. Well, thank you for your service, Chris. I would, no, I li bad. listen, organizing a conference <laughs> is a big deal, but I didn't have to do the I didn't have to wrangle Todd Little and Alistair Coburn. They they were, it was like, it was first they were both going to come and then one of them was going to come and then neither was going to come. And then all of a sudden <laughs> Alistair came again and um, then, so, somehow, and then we, Mike Cohn came, which Mike Cohn has not spoken at an Agile Alliance event in more than a few fortnights. Uh, it's It's been a bit. And we put him in what we thought was the biggest room we thought we had at the time and it was not big enough. And there was a huge no. kerfuffle over people. Upset like, they couldn't see their hero. Upset they couldn't. So we had to swap rooms and. Mm. So, yeah. Does I, that mean you had to behave then because you had all this organization stuff going on? You were on your best behavior. Let, let me just say this. 
everybody should behave at the conference. Like I, because we have a code of conduct, which I know you're, you, you, you weren't going this route. I should clarify what I meant by behave. Yeah. Really. Good. Oh, yeah. No, 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 no. no I, I think there, I, I had your behave in mind. <laughs> you you were meaning too late it. with friends is what I meant. <laughs> yes. You were meaning it very innocently. And yeah. I, so like, but when I think of behaving, I'm like, listen, this is a professional event. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah, we're in shorts and t-shirts and and having fun and maybe going to the water park with because the the hotel had an outdoor water park as well, Claudia. The not so lazy river. Yeah, we were not about to do that. Apparently, the lazy river was more like a a roaring rapids. (laughs) It was moving with some pace. Um, So cold in Scotland. We were not about to do a water park. I think people went for hikes. Uh, Jealous. I love that. Hades. No, I, I went do. from like 90 degree weather to, I don't know, was it 60s? Oh, wow. 50s to 60s. It was, it was a big jump. In uh, in in Dallas last night, uh, we have a, uh, a major league soccer team that they were hosting um, <clears throat> a team from Miami that um, uh, Leon, Lionel Messi plays for now and so ever since Messi has come to the states to play in our lowly little piddly soccer league um he's generating giant crowd and this is his first road game right so he's only played in Miami until like for the first two weeks or whatever so he was on the road this is his first road game he's in oh, Dallas man. uh tickets were like like going for like thousands of dollars on um but they moved the start time of the game back the match back an hour because and even then when the match started it was 102 degrees and it was at 8 30 at night wow so having a cold hike sounds really <laughs> yeah. great right now <laughs> like kate and walker wouldn't come we were going to submit something oh, together and then she have was like, like a fleece on right. with like I'm a in, the 90s in orlando i'm gonna go to well Edinburgh. i'm glad because she was one of my table buddies <laughs> she's amazing <laughs> but then he yeah. took her away <laughs> The um, I, I think the she was like walking outdoors in a tank top. Oh yeah, that's, that's how. <laughs> okay, you're from around here, not here, yeah. but around here because yeah. I'm like regretting not bringing in that sweater. Claudia, it's insane. Yeah. Anyways, I totally got us off topic. Sorry. <laughs> that no no no, it's fine. The, Conference weather. <laughs> the the uh, I think the moral of the story when you're involved with the program and let I just in full transparency I've only attended this conference as either a, a member of the program team or a speaker like I started oh, wow. that was the reason why I started applying to speak because I knew that was the only way I was going to get to attend these conferences so I don't have a ton of experience attending a conference just as an attendee but really the after you do it like once or twice and I I, I sound super privileged in this. I have been so lucky to speak so many times. I'm thankful I get asked mm-hmm. to do it again. Zach and Melissa, who put on the salon this year, you mentioned that earlier, Sarah. I want to get back to that in a second. But they asked me to help out with the salon because I was already going to be there and they had only a couple of paid slots that they yeah. could. So it was basically, who's already going to be there that can help put on this program okay. kind of a thing. You just kind of go, all right, now I'm a speaker. <laughs> and then you go back to being an attendee kind of a thing. So Really, it's just attending a session that someone else does. You attend the session that you do. And that's kind of it. When you're on the program team, the problem is, is that you can't sit still very long. It's tough to like sit and enjoy an entire session yeah. because someone's going to text you. Someone's going to need something. 
like our in our little Slack channel that that's just got the program team on it. You know, Teresa needs something. You know, Emma needs something. Like one of my teammates needs something. Like a speaker, something went out in their room, and you got to go figure out what's up. So all you're doing is just putting out little tiny fires mm-hmm. all week. Like, oh, we had a yeah, it doesn't sound like you're violation. tuned into what you're watching. And y'all were on it. Like we were trying to get a a table for the the retrospective panel, and Emma came in with like a table, like Muscle Woman, <laughs> like putting it on the stage. I was like damn is there she, anything you don't do she was like <laughs> she, emma, emma is one of the hardest working people i've oh, i've ever met on a conference team ever 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 she she's like she doesn't even want to burden us and our job is to do the, yeah, the work that work there as well she didn't even want to bug us she's like i didn't want to bug you i'm like your job's a bug me lady come on now <laughs> like, fine i can take it let me help all that hard work y'all do that I think is really largely invisible to most of us well I I think that the thing Claudia I I would encourage everybody if you have the opportunity to help even if it's just as a reviewer if you want to someday like it is you the work that you have to put in just to make it on a program team especially for a conference this big it just requires years of just showing up and showing up and doing like just doing the grunt work of I mean I was a reviewer for four years before I even got accepted to, to speak. And then I started getting accepted to speak. And then three year, three more, I spoke two or three conferences. And then uh, I said, how do you help? And I just bugged Brandon Carlson. Like I literally would not stop texting him until he, until he gave me a spot and moving on up. <laughs> you just, again, you just, you just, it's not, it's not fun, sexy work. Like, yeah, I get to go to the conference for free, but it is not yeah, like, it's not like I leave going, oh, I'm refreshed, you know, <laughs> socially and emotionally, right? I am mentally, yeah. I am refreshed, right? I felt fed by my community, yeah. people um, being amazing and awesome. Um, so it was, I don't know, it, <sighs> enjoyment's different when you wear different hats at the conference. Yeah. Is that is that fair, Sarah? Yeah, I think that's perfect. And before my session, I'm always a nervous ball of nerves. So I have to deal with that too. <laughs> Maybe once you've been doing as long as you have, you don't get nervous, Chris, but I certainly that's, do. <laughs> so uh, it's funny you say that. Um, you you don't strike me as a person that, now granted, everybody, everybody like in the world, like especially in the world of IT, I, I am uh, having met, several women in IT, like you have to have an extra, extra thick layer of armor with all the bull crap that y'all have to deal with and stuff. So I, I do, when you said I get nervous, like, I'm like, I don't know that I, like, I don't know that what, I don't know what nervous looks like on you, but again, (laughs) that's under the surface. Like you just have this cool, calm look. You're always smiling. You're always like, yeah, I'm this here. was actually the first conference I've had coworkers who were able to go, which was really, really special. And so the morning of my session, one of my coworkers came and said, you look like you're about to puke. And I was like, uh-huh. Yeah, that's how I feel. Yep. I was like trying to eat lunch and just like pushing the food around. And it was like tacos or something, which I love. And I was like, nope, can't eat. I'm going to die. <laughs> I, I generally, I don't know why I usually, um, uh, uh, I, I didn't intentionally put myself right after lunch. Um, it's usually not my favorite because I can't eat lunch when <laughs> I'm about to speak because you just don't, you just don't need that stuff gurgling around <laughs> no. while you're trying to like seem 
cool and funny and right hey hey let me pretend to be somebody else for like 75 minutes <laughs> so you don't know what a I put in the slide I was scared for my talk this year Sarah like my oh, wow. my I said I'll make you all three promises and like one of the promises was this session scares the shit out of me because <laughs> it was uh, less like structured is that no because I was taking a I was taking a blowtorch to uh, the agile coaching profession and say, Hey, maybe we need to start talking about some things that we've done wrong and we could like figure out a way to improve and stuff because that's awesome. There it, every single, so the, like, I guess we'll use this transition to talk about the salon. So Claudia, are you familiar with audacious salon? By name, by name only. Okay. Okay. Sarah, I always, I always love when people ask me this. I'll, I'll put you on the spot. If you had to describe what Audacious Salon is to people, how would you describe it? Um, I think it's like, uh, I imagine the Greek philosophers like Aristotle would like get in a room and argue about big ideas. I think it's meant to be like that. And especially this year, I think I was only able to go to two, but like the wicked questions theme, they all felt mm-hmm. a little spicy, which felt a little dangerous, which was fun. Um, and like I said earlier, for someone who's been doing this a long time, like you really don't, you wouldn't get a lot of value from some of the more foundational sessions. So to be able to talk about more controversial topics with more senior people, and especially there's people who are leaders in the community like Zach, um, it's just really great. Zach and Melissa, you know, so that's what I would describe it. Oh, I missed the spicy then. What happened in the spicy? Give it to me. Did you want to say something, Chris, first? Oh, no. I the the So the, what makes the salon different this year than in years past? So usually the way that the salon has been run is that one or two people are in charge of the, it's a, it's a track, but you, it's completely curated. So you don't submit to it. So it's basically like the tracks come up with like, what are the topics that I'm looking for? I always describe it as like this, it's the, it's the ultimate expert track in like, it is, we don't quite have quote unquote an expert, but like, we're not talking about things that you hear in training classes, or we're not talking about things that you hear in day one of your journey, right? Like you're not even talking are, about how to run a rep- retrospective. Yeah. These are advanced, advanced, advanced topics. Like you, you needed to have been kind of kicked in the teeth by mm-hmm. agile a bit for, for lack of a better way to put it. A lot of times they're about ephemeral things like emotions mm-hmm. and mental states and, things of that nature. Um, I, I, I have never was lucky. And Lisa Adkins first started it as this idea of mm-hmm. um, just deeper topics that we, yeah. you know, we scratch the surface of, and most of our sessions, they want to go like deep, deep. So that's the way I would describe it. In the past, it was just speaker topic, speaker topic. They're not necessarily connected they're they sometimes they tell a story sometimes it just depends on the year and who's who's leading the track um but this year uh Mosa Boggs and Zach Boniker um were they came up with four different topics and they came up with four different sessions that each topic would run so um usually the sessions are like three hours in length that's why there's not very many of them they wanted shorter sessions but they wanted to go deep on like agile coaching was one of them. Um, I, I don't remember all four of the the session topics. the The format was one was a fishbowl, 
Um, who, who doesn't love a good fishbowl, right? Very hard to facilitate. I, I, I don't know that I would be a very good fishbowl facilitator. Not everybody is even awesome facilitators, uh, are not good at that, but fishbowl is one of them. Another is a debate. They, we tried to have a daily debate. Um, that's when I went to, I'll tell you about it later. Right. Mm -hmm. And then one was a, a, and then one was a curated talk. Um, just give a topic on something related to it, which was what mine was. Mine was like, has agile coaching done more harm than good? I, you know, I, I, there, it ends on a good note. Let's just put it that way. I didn't quite, I didn't quite torch our work completely, but it ends on, I know. And then the last piece was a, um, like, uh, basically the speaker attends the other three talks in that subject area. And then they put together a talk based on their sessions on the, on the, on Thursday. So Thursday was, um, they call them emergent talks, right. Or emergent sessions where like the content emerges as it happens, which is super challenging to do. Um, uh, and what a brilliant format. Oh my gosh. Brilliant. It was pretty, it was pretty great. So I don't know, like Sarah, what, give me your, give me your thoughts on this. So the one that I went to and my coworker went with me and some other people, um, was one that was a debate and it was the agile industrial complex for it versus against it. And before that session, I, I imagine most of us are like really, really against that industrial complex. Like it's shirts and certs and it's BS and people aren't really learning anything. They're just making money, that kind of thing. But the debaters were really excellent about making points and they had like silly headbands and stuff on the table. So you could like have a crown on or silly sunglasses or whatever, which added like a extra flavor of fun since it was a potentially contentious, you know, conversation. And so then they had uh, people who wanted to debate and they split them randomly into pro and con. They didn't get to choose. And then they had observers and I wanted to be an observer because I really love connecting disparate pieces. And I wanted to be able to see both and like make connections. And it was just so well done. I really learned um, that like they talked about the benefits of the agile industrial complex. Like it, it's a low barrier to entry. So anyone who's brand new can enter and learn about the industry and it creates community and just a bunch of things that I never would have thought of before. Um, and helped me to see things in a completely different perspective in a really fun way. It was just really, really well done. I really loved it. It's also, it's also how 75% of the people in that room make money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know what I mean? Like we can say all we want about, yeah, we're not a charity, <laughs> right? Sure. We, we can say what we want about shirts and certs, like, like, you know, like pour one out for Jay Hershko who's not here. Um, <laughs> like that's how we make I mean, yeah. I, the, there are very few certs that I keep active and it's only ones that make me money. And there are some that make me money. Like yeah. I, I can make money by owning some, some of those. It's and just some of those have changed my life. Like when I took the IC agile facilitation and coaching classes, I left those classes a different person. So there's that too, but I just really appreciated the new perspective. Right. You know, right. well, and also it's good to, it's good for us to sometimes hear, right. Especially with the, the, the it was, there was coaching content almost in every time slot of every day. Like there was so much content just for coaching, not just in the salon. Mm -hmm. Right. 
And we get, sometimes we get in these echo chambers, right? That which you could say, hey, the Agile Agile 20XX is just a big giant echo chamber. And I, when I, if, if, if that's what you think, like you need to attend the conference because- Make new friends who will call you some, out on bullshit. That's what you need. Some of my <laughs> latest debates. I have been called to the carpet for how I run things, how uh-huh. I do things at the, at conferences. Like, really, you did that? Like, okay, <laughs> why don't you just go get your PMI if that, or your PMP, if that's what, uh, if that's what you're, if that's what you're going to do. You know what I mean? Like it's those types of things that you get to hear, um, people tell you, but, uh, we, 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 we start telling ourselves these good things and we're like, oh, companies are just, they don't, they don't. They don't care about making the turn to agile or they're, you know, they're not quite at the turning point or they just don't want to do it. And they don't want to change and blah, blah, blah. And we've not taken any of it on ourselves to say, Mm -hmm. what are we doing to the work? Right? Like this is, we're having to ask, answer the question, why are you all around? Like. To speak to that, I was wondering if in Orlando, you had any technical tracks because Mm-hmm. My one of the things that surprised me was there was one technical topic for Edinburgh. And even that it wasn't that technical, you know, it was accessible. Um, so I was wondering if there was a whole technical track. Maybe it's not as technical as XP, for example, the XP conference. But right. I was surprised to see one technical topic. Yeah. So we did we did we did have a track that so the the technology track was called technology for all. Right. And it was worded that way on purpose because um, we the my my to let people know there would be deodorant in the room. (laughs) Nice, Claudia. (laughs) I don't even have a response. I'm like, okay. (laughs) You you win that. Go ahead with the stereotype, Claudia. Hey. Hey. Um the so the notion that like there are not a lot of technical leaders that come to the conference anymore. Unfortunately, like you said, they're going to XP, they're going to reinvent, you know, they're going to like TechWell, you know, they have a TechWell as a conference in Vegas and in Orlando every year that those are far more technical, right? You'll see developers go to those. Um, the So the question is, is how do we talk about technology in a way that brings agility back into the fold. So instead of just saying where the ones and zeros go, like, what does it mean to be a technologist on an agile team, right? We, we invite, there's product content. There's, um, you know, and you could say like, man, like what is like product doesn't seem to want to play in agile. Well, we're trying to talk about product and products and helping people with our products through the lens of, what does it mean to be on a team? What does it mean to be part of it? Um, you know? Yeah, I, I, I gathered that. Like, I, it felt like there was an effort to have product content. There was a lot of ways of working content or coaching content. But yeah, I kind of missed like the programming content. Not, not that it should be programming, but that's kind of where it all came from. So it kind of felt like it's, it's distancing itself from its roots. So I wished just to see it on paper. Like, I just want to see it on paper, you know, even if I know that I won't be able to attend at all. Right. 
there were some rumors I've heard from some previous coworkers about doing another technical agile conference that I guess there used to be that no longer exists. So maybe there were others who had that same yearning, Claudia. Yeah, I, that we get that we, uh, you know, there are people that there are people that told me, hey, wh why are you putting, why did you have a technology track? There's like three, there's like three developers in this whole event <laughs> kind of a thing. And then there's people that are like, hey, I want more technical content, mm -hmm. right? So the cool thing about feedback is, is I know I'm going to get it on all sides of yeah. every topic. And, you know, I, it's the, the, the question is, is how do you make the decision over which feedback to take and which feedback right. to send, eh, kind yeah. of a thing. So, I, happy. The, you know, the conference changes every year. Like this is, that's another thing I like about the conference is that it's different because the team that puts it on is different every year, next year. Right. So like Emma was conference chair. And when you're conference chair, you step down from the program team, a new member comes on. Just you all, you two know, like when you change one person out on a team, it completely Absolutely. changes the dynamic and the ideas and such. Dana's um, Dana's going to be the conference chair uh, this next year in Dallas, and her ideas are going to be different than Emma's, and the team will run differently. And so I, the, I think the question is, I don't know that I don't know that we're going to get less than what we had this year. The idea is, is like how much will people pay to attend to see kind mm -hmm. of a thing? And that's a tough question to answer as well. Cause we, you're asking to tell the future, you know what I mean? Like imagine trying so to, what would you change then? What would, what I would change? you each change for next year or do differently? I don't know. Or bring add whatever. <laughs> uh, I would love it if it'd be great if I knew what people wanted to hear when they signed up to come, you know what yeah. I mean? Like the, there are a few facts that are indisputable that more than half every year, more than half of the attendees at the, at the U S agile 20 XX concert or conference concert. It does feel like a concert. <laughs> sometimes. Um, agile rock and roll. People. <laughs> uh, sure. Um, the, it like, it's you're you're saying I like they're newcomers every year, right? Like more than half, more than half. Wow. Not only have they not been to an Agile Alliance conference, they've never been to an Agile conference. Period. Right? And they're new they're, to the. Oh, discipline. so they start out with this. That sounds intimidating. But what would you change for you, though? Be selfish for a minute. What would I change? Yeah. What would you want for yourself? Um. I would only invite my friends and everybody else can piss off. No, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I, I'm kidding because I make new friends every year. And Sarah and I are wondering, are we on his friends? Uh, of course, of course. You think I you think I podcast with people that I like or don't like? It has to be people I like. <laughs> Otherwise, I can't fake, you know, my one exception is Mike Cadell. I I can't stand he, he knows I'm kidding. He knows I'm kidding. Um I don't know. It's, uh, I, I think that my one thing that I would change is that we, uh, how do I get people to read or listen to what, what we want them to know going into the conference? Like if I could be like, listen, I have read all of this. I have read all this shit. I understand that the open space is a full day event on Thursday. Like the number of people we spent, we tried to spend so much time going open spaces Thursday 
and people are like, y'all holding an open space? Like, <laughs> MF, it's everywhere. It's every, <laughs> like literally everywhere. Where can I put it where you'll read it? But that I'm asking humans to not be human, like right. and change their, their <laughs> physiology. So I don't That's know, so, like Sarah, what's a tweak that you would make that, that you would, you would choose to do? This year, there were long workshops competing with short workshops. Um, and I really think that last year, like all the long workshops were on Wednesday. And so you were choosing between a three hour and a three hour. And I think it was really hard for people to compare to one hour and 15 minutes. So it feels like you're going to get twice as much stuff hmm. with a three hour workshop. And that made it really difficult for me to choose. Like, did I want deep learning where... Yeah. It might not be as good. And then you're, you're, there's always so much FOMO because there's always four things you want to do at once, you know? Right. Well, and because of that, a break is always built into the three hour sessions yeah. because asking people to sit still for, you know, for 180 minutes is tough. So there's yeah. always, which means at break, you're going to lose people and they won't yeah, come back kind of a yeah. thing. I, I, I'm, where I agree with you, Sarah, is that I always struggle with three hours of content, like period. You, you have, there are purists that say a workshop that's less than two hours. You can't go, you can't go really, 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 really deep. Right. I find it difficult to go. I, I, my brain gets uh -huh. like filled with the, with the depth, like mm -hmm. really quickly. Mm -hmm. And maybe that's just me being ADD. So much depends on who the facilitator presenter person is too. Like I went to Ahmed Sidki's product strategy session that was three hours and there was so much interactive worksheet type stuff that I didn't feel like my brain was too full at all because it was just so interactive. Yeah. I feel like three hours. I appreciate yeah. the break, but. I think everybody's just different that way. And that's yeah. why, you know, having a variety of, like some people really did not like the 30 minute set. We, you know, it used to be, there was a lot of 30 minute content back when they used to do mm -hmm. experience reports. Mm -hmm. uh, Claudia, they used to do this thing where my, my, how I got to start speaking at the conference was they used to have a track called experience reports, where you would write a paper, a white paper about your experience doing something. And then you would present the paper to the community in a 30 minute session. That was how I got accepted. What I didn't know is that people don't like writing, especially an eight page paper. And so if you're willing to write an eight page paper, you can pretty much speak all right, you're in <laughs> any year that you, you paid the price you're in any year you want to uh, No, I mean, my first two years, that's what I, and then I learned it. And then I was like, oh, this is my hack to get in every year. Nobody wants to do this shit. Um, and that track is no longer there. I, frankly, I don't know anybody that's ever read one of my papers and said, wow, I really utilize that. Thank you so much and stuff. I will say I've found them like retroactively when looking up stuff. I know that I've looked for things and then found papers that were experience reports that are on Agile Alliance's website. I wonder how terrible my papers are if I were to go back and look at them. <laughs> Is yeah, that how you want be... to spend some time in your life? <laughs> do you like your past papers? Claudia, do you ever go back and read things that you wrote like I did like actually. more than five years ago. I did because I <laughs> I wrote um there was a like a small uh consulting company that I worked in and we had to write white papers that nobody ever wrote and I decided to keep mine. So I have like um a UX white paper that I did on how it was using the scientific method. 
And I thought, oh, I wasn't that dumb. (laughs) (laughs) What an uplifting experience to read something you wrote and say, wow, I'm not dumb. I was at a session at one of the Agile conferences three or four years ago, and Trisha Broderick said something like, if you don't look back on something you did years ago and you're not embarrassed by it, then you're not growing enough. And I always felt so much shame for looking back and being like, oh my God, I can't believe I said that or did that. And that made it like, oh, it's okay that I said I'm growing. That's fine. I'm growing. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> the I, I had a, a, so my blog that I started um, I started it on New Year's Eve, New Year's Day, um, ten, uh, ten, a little more than 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. So this past like end of the year, beginning of the year, I kind of like, I, I just, I got an email from WordPress. It's like, Hey, you know, your blog's been going for a decade. And I'm like, Holy shit. Okay. What did I, and I just thought, what did I write? Like, what was my, what were, like, what did I, like, when did I, like, what were the shifts and changes and stuff? And I just was reading things and I'm like, whoa, what was I, like, what happened that day Like <laughs> that I needed to write that, that day? Um, that, that, I think that's what, for the most part, what I write. There was one time where um, I read Lean Startup and I quickly realized that the concept of an MVP was never going to sink in with people in any way, shape or form. And there's no point in it. And I basically took a, an ax to, to like Eric Reese's like hard work that he has made millions of dollars over. And I'm very like excited that he did what he could to try to help the startup community, like think about their products in a way that made sense. It just, I, and, but I was just like, this is stupid. This is dumb. This is never going to work. And like, I remember the feedback I got was like, did, did a bot write this? Like, did some, did, <laughs> did a Russian bot like just decide, hey, we hate Eric Reese? Like, even Eric Reese on Twitter was like, what is this? You know, <laughs> back when you could get like real authors to like talk to you on Twitter back in those days, you know? Oh, so stupid. Like, so why did that, I do that? That kind of goes with what I was hoping there would be for another year's. Um, so the talk that both of you, that both of us attended, Chris, um, I thought there was going to be like an agile confessions at the end. Like I did this. Oh. So I think it'd be great to have, I don't know what format it would take, but some sort of wall, like, Oh, remember when you made the people do the three questions in that order and get <laughs> really annoyed because they didn't oh, answer no. the three questions. Yeah. <laughs> Scrum Master Confessional. Yeah, that'd be a good episode. Or just like Agilist Confessions, you know, be great. And then you go up and you read other people's and you're like, yeah, done that one. Well, Mm, no, that was got pretty close. That was the whole point of, I can't remember, was it end of last year, beginning of this year? That was when Jay Hirschko and I did Merman After Dark was basically like, was when I decided like some of the stuff that I've done have not been good. And I finally started that time. I finally started hundred. I I started saying it out loud. Oh, no, 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 no. Like I put it on the internet. That can be found forever, Claudia. (laughs) (laughs) You want to hear Merman talk about all the dumb stuff he's done? Like here's an hour of it. Ready? Go. So you're going to do, what are the dumb things you did at a conference? The dumb things I did at a conference. Oh my gosh. (laughs) 
I'm um, afraid I'm under NDA this year. I can't speak. <laughs> <laughs> no, I honestly, when you're meeting people and you don't know them, it's like, we think we're all agilists. I don't know, Sarah, tell me, like, check me if I'm, if I'm off on this, but I think that the one mistake I think people make is that we're all agilists. We all are trying to be better at what we do. We're all at the same conference. Sometimes we take that to mean we all agree on things and we all have the same viewpoint on things. And it doesn't even have to be about big A or little A agile or frameworks or anything. Sometimes it could just be as a person, right? Like your worldviews are similar. Yeah. In Nashville last year, there were anti-vaxxers that were there, right? Like, I don't agree with that. I, I think a less mature me wouldn't have handled it the way that I did last year was basically just like, I just was like, okay, well, y'all paid to come. So cool. I just don't bother me and I'll, I'll be fine. Right. But in years past, I might've been a little more confrontational about that. And, um, I I think another mistake people make is, is, you know, you're, we're away from our, we're away from everybody that we normally spend time with around people that we don't spend time with. And sometimes people, take familiarity a little too far and they think someone's talking to you for a different reason. And, and Mm -hmm. so I I think that as long as you keep those two things in check of like, we don't agree on everything and this is a professional like conference. So treat it as such, like, as long as you do that, you shouldn't have anything to regret. And I don't know that I have regrets. It's just more like, I wish I could have gone to that session versus that session. Mm -hmm. Right. And making people feel safe. Right. If I can say, Hey, I'm glad you're here. I'm here to support you. Like we're, we're peers and equals and doesn't matter what we do for a living or how much money we make. We're just mm-hmm. community trying to be better. I don't know. Is that, is that fair, Sarah? Yeah, I totally agree with that. Okay. Okay. So Claudia, you've been, I, I, I halfway through the last question. I'm like, I loved how Claudia turned into the interviewer for me and Sarah on this. <laughs> so I guess Claudia, tell me you're like, having never done one of these suckers before, like was the satellite location something that you felt like is worth investing in again? Oh, completely. But I think it's also because, you know, I really, I would have loved to go to, I keep on calling it the big kid conference because it feels like, okay, this is the big conference. Um, But it's just really pricey. So if, I can imagine it's pricey if you're within the States. If you don't live in the States, that just adds that much more onto it. Right. So I was really happy when I saw that there was going to be a hub and it made it affordable. So I just, I'm looking forward to next year. I'm hoping they're going to redo the hub. If there's a Europe, European hub, I'm completely there. My well, friend and I were joking. We're going to go to the European hub too. It was- <laughs> you should, you should. <laughs> the hey, if Lisa Adkins did it, you can do it too. No, there, we- I was really surprised because I thought I would be like the token American and I was not. There were tons oh. of Americans. Like, tons I- of token Americans. <laughs> I, is that it? Did I hear a y'all? Oh, God, no. <laughs> it's one of them Americans. <laughs> it's an American. <laughs> no, there there was a few there were a few y'alls. But no, it was great. I think it's really great just to see people. It's different from a local conference. So I have to say 200 people feels manageable, but it's very different from a local conference because you've got people from yeah. all over. 
That's what so you're going to have a different point of view. Yeah. What you were saying earlier, where you feel like you're, you're not meeting people that think the same as you, but you know, like-minded, not same-minded, like-minded. And so you're always going to have something to talk about. And I'm in it for next year. Sign yeah. me up. Oh, funny, uh, funny story. The reason why Scotland was picked was because Seb Rose, the, the organizer that helped us out in running the Scotland site, um, that's where he lives. And so he just volunteered to like scout a location. He worked with Emma, you know, Emma, the conference chair living in UK, you know, she was uniquely positioned to kind of help with some of the organizing over there yeah. as well. So, um, you know, it, it would be cool if we like started picking different satellite look. I again, I have no yes. idea. And, I'm and not Seb from... was an awesome host. Like I'm sure he did lots of stuff behind the scenes that I didn't see, but it felt like he was just there and accessible. And hey, come here, let's do this. He just made it feel really welcoming. That's awesome. That's that's. I really... don't know how they did that. It wasn't just him. I mean, it was the entire organization sure. team. It felt like, all right, you're here. This is what's going on. And I think I said it already. You've got a seat at the table. Yeah, that's that's fair. Um, so I'm trying to think, is there is there anything else worth touching on from 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 the week for either of you two? Any any other any other like great memories that that you'll be you'll be thinking about for a while i i i will say that so the thursday night event claudia we we went to um universal studio city walk which is like this big outdoor mall area that had it has like restaurants and retail shops and bars and like just this whole area like massive humanity and we got a little bit of it like walled off just for us um and one of the locations was a karaoke place and that's where eventually everybody just migrated towards the people that were staying past the first some people come they stay for the first hour they they drink their one or two free drink tickets they have some food some free food and then they go back to the hotel and just say like that's cool and then there's those of us that stay to the very end Shut and take the place the last down <laughs> I yeah. Was, yeah i was one of them last the yeah. last people out of the last bus out of there kind of a thing we all eventually moved to the karaoke place and uh there were some talented singers in our like like there were people like not just singing but singing and dancing like with flair on stage Amazing. and yeah you did not see merman up there that uh <laughs> mostly because i had to introduce the keynote speaker the very next morning oh. and i did i did not want to stand up there and go good morning everybody <laughs> <laughs> let's welcome esther derby <laughs> Which would have been funny. She would have <laughs> laughed her ass off. <laughs> we had the Scotland experience and there was a Kaylee. So it's like their traditional, uh, a traditional band. What's a Kaylee? I'm probably saying it wrong. It's their traditional band. I don't know. It's it's a type. Is that a type of music? It's a type of music. It's a type oh. of band. And everyone was doing traditional dancing. Oh, but it was like in the most that. amazing setting. So they had planned to have, you could rent a kilt for the guys or you could rent the traditional wear, but the company ended up canceling on the last minute. We still had people there in kilts. How fun. It was really, really good. So it was dinner on, um, it was only a two day conference, I said. So it was on the night, uh, the Monday night. 
Mm-hmm. Monday night, dinner, everybody was there at dinner. You also had your two free drink tickets. And then <laughs> at a certain time of night, then there was the Kaylee. So with the band and if people just like hopped on in, it kind of, I'm going to sound super, super weird, but kind of felt like square dancing. You know, those fourth grade square dancing classes. Did you all have those? I did because I grew up in Texas. Okay. <laughs> so we had fourth grade square. It kind of brought me back to those days, except I'm like, no, this is, this is different. <laughs> but it was really fun though. Cause it kind of felt like we got the whole, a bit of a local touch. Yeah, that's great. Bring in the culture. I love it. Yeah. So it was really, really nice. There's a, I don't even know why we were talking about it, but that was our outing. Our yeah. outing was with the local music and the Kaylee. Uh, Claudia, I know you're, you're a little behind me in the, st- in the, in the age of your kids than my, my kids are the, tr- the, there is a stage of life where, um, I was, I was discussing the Cotton Eye Joe with my 13-year-old daughter, yes. and she knew <laughs> all the words yes. to the song. And, everything that you say too. That. and and I'm like, a rite of passage has been Absolutely. Uh, passed has the been, torch. Has been <laughs> I, I'm like, oh, you know, oh, you know what you say when you kick your leg, but what'd you say? You know, like, <laughs> 13 year old Wait, there's a dance too i know the words i don't know the dance oh there is it's called (laughs) so in agile 2024 it's gonna be cotton eye joe (laughs) it's international i so i am one of those like i am texan but i am not that texan kind of a thing And they're going to be like, hey, Chris, what are some traditional Texan things we're going to do? You know what we're going to do is we're going to not do any of that shit. <laughs> <laughs> we, we, might, we need to have the event at, uh, we, can ha- we can have the Thursday night event at, uh, at the star where the Cowboys practice facility is. And that's it. That, that's <laughs> all, that's the only Texan thing. You can't do Texas without other, doing like, What are we going to do? Rent it? trucks and go mudding? Like, no Nashville last year, they had like a bar where they did dancing, line dancing. Yeah. People and everybody it. was like, Merman, you know all those, right? And I just sat my happy ass down. Just, <laughs> nope, I'm good. I'm so good. Fun. Y'all go, y'all go have fun. <laughs> or uh, the previous year, the previous uh, Orlando conference that we held there they had a um claudia you know the mechanical bulls that they've got no well they had one but it was the people no they had a mechanical gator it was like a big (laughs) giant gator if you know in florida that is so florida yeah uh so they had a big mechanical gator to buck you off and (laughs) there's a video of me on it i'll see if i can find it send it to y'all please do yes We have completely devolved. Um, we have. People are going to be like, wait, what are they talking about? No, they're just having a conversation. That's exactly what happens at conferences. And we're- also, if you don't, if you if, like when I'm hosting, if you don't know, this is how I host podcasts. Like you people that are still listening, you know, like you, you, <laughs> we're all over the place. <laughs> you know, that's OK. Um, Sarah, how can people if they are like, I like what you said about this. I would like to discuss with this you more. How would they find you? Uh, LinkedIn's probably the best place. Okay. B-A-C-A. Yes, thank you. <laughs> uh, Claudia, what about you? I am anti-social media. No, I am <laughs> anti-social and... <laughs> but you can find me on LinkedIn, Claudia OG, or I think that's my... That's also on Discord. 
Discord right. or something. One of the two. Yeah, maybe the you Agile could Uprising join Discord. Maybe you could join the Agile Uprising Discord and and these two fine people uh uh also address me in that channel as well. And uh <laughs> and we we have fun. So lots of the I'm I'm very thankful when we look back on our time at Agile Uprising, we can say like, man, we did the manifesto series, we did this and that. I'm most proud of the Discord because that's you've got quite a community. That, yeah. That's my I, well. That's yeah. where I go. Love that. What is it? That's where I go when I need a drink. There you go. There you go. Um, and I'm Merman. Um, thanks, everybody. We'll see y'all next time.